0: Welcome to the first episode of our COVID-19 podcast series. Each episode, we'll be exploring the business impact of coronavirus with expert guests. We'll discuss the practical steps businesses can take to navigate the challenges caused by COVID-19. Themes will range from supply chain management to cybersecurity, and much more. I'm Rowena Morris, a director at PwC, and I help clients prepare and respond to crisis situations, and I'll be your host for this series. In this episode, we're gonna be exploring the high level considerations for businesses as COVID-19 is changing how we all live and work. This will include what we've been hearing from our clients around how they're navigating this evolving situation. We're recording this podcast remotely today and I'm delighted to be joined in our virtual studio by Laura Middleton and Umang Poor. Laura is a director in our healthcare team with a background in epidemiology and Umang is a partner who leads our crisis business. Thanks for dialing in, Laura and Umang. So, Laura, COVID-19 is obviously causing a huge amount of impacts um, across people's lives and their families, as well as communities. So can you talk us through some of the challenges that businesses are facing with their people?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, so, as as you'd expect, this is having a huge impact on on the workforce, um, and there are a number of different um, themes that we're seeing in our conversations with businesses. I think the first and most critical is around well-being, and not just the obvious physical well-being challenges. A number of businesses are seeing significant proportions of their workforce off, either with COVID nineteen or self-isolating, or caring for those who are unwell. But we're also seeing quite a significant um, level of concern around mental well-being um, with significant amount of um, uncertainty uh, changes in people's routines Um, this is absolutely having an effect on mental health and this is something that businesses are really trying to address and support their workforce in Linked to that, um, one of the challenges is around employee engagement, and in many businesses, um, you've no longer got the vast majority of your workforce in the office, so there are challenges in how to retain employee engagement and make sure that everybody is continuing to um, be involved, get that team spirit that they feel they need, and we can talk about a few examples of how that might be addressed by different businesses. another challenge is around technology and infrastructure and a lot of businesses have had to very rapidly adapt to ensure that their employees are able to work from home that they've got the laptops um, and the broadband that they need to be able to do their jobs in a different setting the final area that i think is very important is around the caring responsibilities that a large proportion of the workforce will have and that's not just for child care where the schools being closed but also for people who might be caring for elderly or vulnerable relatives or neighbours, or indeed when other family family members are unwell with COVID-19.
0: So building on all of that, Laura, what are the sorts of practical steps that you'd recommend for organisations to support and protect their people?
1: Well, I think uh, the first thing we say is absolutely that duty of care to employees comes first, and that's absolutely the message we're hearing from most businesses. We'd recommend that they stand up a dedicated team to manage and implement their response. And that's really critical just because information is changing so quickly that having that centralized team to manage um, how you're communicating and supporting your workforce is really, really critical. We'd recommend that businesses try to understand and define the skills that they need to maintain the most essential tasks within the business and identify who the workforce are that are absolutely critical and the processes and systems that support that. Um, And they'll need to proactively anticipate where disruption might come and refine that def- those definitions and those responses accordingly, and there's a lot of new information coming out every day at the moment so that's something that businesses will need to keep revisiting very regularly. The final point would be around communication we'd absolutely recommend really regular communication with employees and making sure that's done as early as possible when there are changes on things like policies. Um, It's also worth considering where it's relevant um, engaging with trade unions as they're a critical part of that communication process.
0: Yes, certainly from a PwC perspective, that regular virtual communications with all of our staff has been very, very important. Um, Building on on that, can you give us a few examples of, of what PwC are doing? I know a lot of our clients are asking about some of those real life examples of what we're putting in place ourselves. And maybe if Laura could start and Umang build on it, that would be great. Yes, absolutely. Um, so there's a number of different
1: approaches that we've taken, both from the more formal side of things through to less informal approaches just to help to improve employee engagement. So um, we've had a number of webcasts that our staff have been able to join, and that's um, proved to be a really useful forum to share key changes to policies and ways of working, but also we've used that to support people with their well being. We had um, a psychologist and a doctor join one of our early webcasts to make sure that some of the questions around health and well being both physical and mental were addressed Um, and we also give people the opportunity to ask questions on those. Simple things in terms of ways of working. Um, we're using um, lots, lots and lots of video chats at the moment for most of our meetings and just encouraging people to have their cameras on for that. It just helps with um, some of that engagement. We've stood up uh, regular meeting schedules with staff to make sure that everybody is having regular communications with different members of their team. Some of those are very much focused on the business, some of those are less formal and we're doing things like virtual coffees, making sure people have bodies and they're, they're linking in with those regularly and that's helped to address um, some of the engagement challenges final point I'd make, and uh, I'm sure Umang will have some other points as well, Um, a lot of our staff are really keen to volunteer, as we've seen across the country, Um, so we're encouraging people to use um, their volunteering time that that they have every year, but use that to support the response to the outbreak, be that in the community um, or potentially donating to local food banks or other
0: charities as well. Brilliant, thank you, Laura. Umang, anything to add around that point?
2: Yeah, I mean, Laura mentioned that we're encouraging people to have cameras on um, during during calls. Um, But equally, we're also encouraging people to say if they if they want to go and take a conference call, for example, from from their garden uh, and have a walk around, that's okay. Um, You don't have to necessarily be sat in front of front of your computer and and your desk. and actually, I've been participating in in some of the some of the sessions where we've had uh, virtual social events. Um, they could be uh, virtual coffees, as Laura said, or it could be an evening event um, where people either are just generally talking, or there's other things going on like um, virtual quizzes. Um, so that that has, as as Laura always already said, that has really helped with team engagement.
0: Brilliant. Thanks, Umang. So if we move on, so there are so many different issues for businesses to consider right now. And speaking with clients, it can be really hard to know what to prioritise first. So Umang, can you talk through what you'd recommend organisations should be focusing on for right now?
2: I think there are a, a couple of uh, kind of key key topics. So one is really around actually crisis and scenario planning. Um, and actually having a task force which might be a subset of your board, um, and also can has the operational leaders within your business, um, all coming together uh, to assess a situation and to make business decisions. And what's needed there is, as, as well as the right people, you need the right information, um, and the right skills to be able to to take all that information. There'll be a lot more information coming through than normal, and taking that information and and actually using it in an intelligent way to make decisions in a, in a, in a way that gives confidence confidence both internally with your employees but also externally with your with your suppliers your business partners your customers and, and potentially your shareholders if appropriate as well i think i think the second uh, area is is around uh, cash and liquidity unfortunately what we've seen um, is across a number of sectors that top line revenue has has pretty much disappeared, and therefore that is causing quite a lot of quite a lot of cash uh, cash flow and liquidity challenges.
0: And so, what sort of measures should businesses should be taking now to tackle some of those challenges?
2: So, there's a number of um, things that people should be thinking about. Um, the first is, and as critical as actually starting to produce some cash flow forecasts. Um, they need to be at least 13 weeks ahead and in, su- in some cases would actually recommend that they go further. And then where they're going further, they need to be linked to some scenarios relating to what might happen with the spread and control of the virus. And that probably needs to be done on a by country-by-country basis because uh, the way in which the virus will be controlled and, and be spreading will, will differ by country and even by region. The second is is considering all your all your funding options. So. Uh, Across the world, we are seeing uh, governments and tax authorities announcing different government funding options. Consider whether you are eligible for for those and whether it's appropriate and applicable to your business to be applying for for some of those. And relating to that, there are a number of employment and tax-related measures that are also being put out there. And again, you should consider whether you should be taking those um, and actually, the appropriateness also needs to be thought about at the same time as to whether it's applicable and, and appropriate for your organisation to to take take those options. Um, and then I think the, the 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 last two options are one is um, consider other options which will unlock cash in your business. Um, and finally, um, rapid cost reduction. Uh, And pulling some of those levers, which will enable you to quickly reduce costs in your business, will make a difference.
0: Okay, great. I want to pull out, so you mentioned around the importance of scenario planning. Um, So, Laura, one for you really around, can you talk us through how we expect that the spread and the control of the virus will impact UK businesses? So, really important for everyone as they look through their scenario planning.
1: Yeah, no problem at all. Um, So I suppose first thing I'd say is there are absolutely a huge number of unknowns at the moment. So I think the first thing businesses should be planning for is is that uncertainty and the fact that things will be changing rapidly. Um, Right now, as we stand, we are currently looking at an initial peak of the virus in the middle of April. Um, So in terms of businesses doing their initial planning, we're now seeing most at a stage where they're ready to respond to that sort of the higher levels of staff sickness. Um, However, that doesn't mean that after that initial peak, that cases will disappear and we'll be back to business as usual. I think whatever is going to happen um, over the next few weeks, we can expect the virus to be with us for a significant period of time. This isn't a virus that's going to disappear until we have a va- uh, till we have a vaccine in place or until there is a significant level of herd immunity. And that's unlikely to be in 2020. So my, my advice for businesses would absolutely think about this in, in the medium term and in the long term, not just in terms of crisis planning for the next few weeks. Um, and identify ways of operating in this this new normal, essentially. Um, There isn't clarity at this point in time as to uh, how some of the lockdown measures that are currently in place in the UK will be lifted. There are a number of different options for that, but really it's too early to say right now what that might look like. Uh, There are options ranging from um, partial lifts of lockdowns, either for different age groups, in different regions potentially, or even just in terms of um, maybe lockdown being partially lifted and smaller businesses being able to open. We really haven't had any indication from the government about what that will look like and it's too early to say right now. So uh, I suppose back to Umang's point around scenario planning, we would suggest that businesses should absolutely be considering all of those different options and starting to think about what that would mean for them and how they would operate in those scenarios.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Thank you, Laura. Um, So conscious that this is just a bit of a summary episode um, of our podcast series, I wanted to really wrap up by asking you both um, if there are a couple of top tips that you could share for businesses as they look to navigate through um, the next sort of coming weeks and months. So maybe start off with Umang.
2: Sure, Rowena. Um, I think the the first point is is make sure that you have a dedicated team uh, that is cross-functional and has people on it that can make decisions um, they are all working closely together uh, to manage the crisis situation, so that they are considering all aspects of the business, they're taking the information that's coming through, and they've got the right information coming through to make those decisions, to make the right decisions with clarity and confidence. I think the second um, is around cash flow and liquidity, and I've already talked about that, but. To just to ensure that you are very clear as an organization on what your cash flow situation is and actually what are the levers that you're going to pull to 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 improve your cash flow position and make sure that you are a business that can continue going and then finally um, and i'm sure we'll cover this on a on a future uh, podcast but actually starting to plan for the future as, as society returns back to normal or as laura referred to as the new normal so for example, when when people when consumer demand starts to increase again, how are you going to make sure that your supply chain is producing the products for you or the solutions for you that you need to be able to deliver to your customers?
0: Great, thank you. And Laura, do you want to, any other top tips to build on what you Mang's covered? Yeah, I'd, um,
1: I'd absolutely reiterate the point about, about doing that planning. So if you're not already, start to think about the medium and the long term and planning for that, not just what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. The other point I'd absolutely emphasise is, is the importance of communication with your customers, with your suppliers, and in particular with your staff, focused not only on changes to policies and procedures, but also on that point around wellbeing that we discussed.
0: Well, that just leaves me to say thank you to everyone who has joined us today to listen to this discussion and thank you to Laura and Umang. In the coming episodes, we'll cover these topics in more detail. In our next episode, we'll be talking about cash and liquidity and cost reduction measures. Please subscribe to keep up to date with all of our latest episodes. You can find all of our COVID-19 insight at pwc.co.uk forward slash COVID-19. And finally, I hope you all stay safe and well at home and look after yourselves, your families and friends. Thank you.